Ready, set, go. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast, and I'm Ben. And I'm Ashley. Ashley, what's going on in your life? Well, currently I'm Taylor Swift, so it's Halloween, and you can refer to me as Tay-Tay all episode long if you'd like. I I saw on Twitter, I was actually just checking Twitter, and I saw your video that you've made, um, which is funny because I've actually seen you do that without a Taylor Swift costume on. Right, I know. So today Uh, is the day I go hard. (laughs) Uh, What's the plan tonight? Well, I'm switching out of this costume midday, and I'm turning into Rose, and I'm going to Becca's birthday party, her birthday dinner tonight. What's Rose? Rose? Oh, I I should explain further. Rose? as in Jack and Rose from Titanic. And I have a very, very kind friend named Dean Unglert who is going to dress up as Leo for me. He, he kind of looks like Leo. Well, yeah, that's, that's why I insisted. I was going to say. So wait, uh, tonight is Becca Tilly's birthday party. It's also Halloween. And so you're changing into two costumes today and going to a birthday party. Welcome to the L.A. lifestyle. I know, right? <laughs> well, Halloween has always been a big day for me because – I just love being creative, so I'm all about, like, putting together my own costumes. I don't think I've ever bought one out of a bag. Mm. You know what I love being? What? Scared. I, I love being scared on Halloween. Um. Well, if you were here right now, we'd probably have a clown in studio, because I hear that clowns are your biggest fear. You can go to my blog, Mahogany Workplace, and read all about it, but, read all about it, but I've had a uh, just a— an insane fear of clowns since I was a kid, and it really did stem from a, a terrible experience I had with a very just pushy clown as probably a five-year-old boy. I, I hated my experience, um, so I don't do anything for Halloween. I really don't. What? I try to stay far away from it. No way. Actually, like, it's so funny. Mm, because I'm somebody who, like, loves putting effort into Halloween and I love the creativity behind it, I actually, like, have a – I get, like, a little angry at people who don't participate. <laughs> Ashley, don't get mad at me. I promise I have good reasons. Um, so, but, but wait, like clowns? To... Like, you don't go outside because you're afraid that you're mm-hmm. going to run into clowns? Yeah, it's it's not my thing. I, I don't do it. Um but I do try to pass out candy as okay. long as there's no – if there's any, like, clowns or there's any haunted houses, I stay far away. But there's two people from Bachelor Nation that recently were spotted in costume together, um, which is – I need to talk to you about it. It's weird. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last night so we've, yeah. or last week, so we've gotten a ton of emails on it. But Corinne and DeMario are still hanging out. Have you figured out? Is that a thing or not? I don't think it's a thing. I mean – I haven't heard from either of them, so I don't really know, but I just think they're friends. I mean, it's so weird that we we are all, like, friends, but we'll always get coupled up. Like, people will always ship us. We had that well, conversation well, about shipping. Remember that in Vegas? Yeah, I, I, yeah and I have no clue what that – I had no clue what that means. Well, we have a ton of emails about Kern tomorrow. We'll talk about it later in the show. Um, and, I, and I can speaking... give you guys a quick stat from the emails, oh, I would say. Okay, yeah. The emails were about 50-50 for Corinne and DeMar- DeMario, like, it's too weird that they're hanging out and it's all for publicity. And then the other 50% were like, we're cool with it. They went through a lot. It's all good. And then I will okay. also give you one quick stat. The emails were about 70% yay chest hair, 30% boo chest hair. Okay, very, very good. Thanks for Wait, the stats, really? Amy. <laughs> yes. yes. That's, See? Well, Girls I mean, like chest hair. I was going to say, so I'm like, I'm looking good. Like, Tanya's I'm, next to me nodding. Yeah, she's into it. It's natural. It makes you manly. 
oh, today's a good day for me. That's good news. I, I needed it. I mean, first off, it just the, the maintenance of not having it would take up so much time. And now to know when I take off my shirt, when I get home from work and I look at the mirror, I can go, hey, Ben, you're doing all right. Oh, you're doing just <laughs> fine. And I saw those abs the other day. What? You're looking good. I'm on a little diet, Ashley. I mean, your muscles in your stomach are coming out. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm on this new kick and and I wanted to share it with with the listeners out there. So I'm on this kick where I'm I'm drinking a smoothie every morning. That's the only thing I drink, but it has protein powder, bananas, green apple, spinach, broccoli, and cucumber, um, and almond milk. And I'm telling you what, I think I think it, like my body is adjusting uh, like well to it. I feel good. That's awesome. I'm on a kick too. I've I've worked out. This will be the third day in a row. How do you are you a big like fitness person? Well, no. I've had times in my life where I've done I've been really really good at it like 5 times a week like an hour and 15 minutes each day, but I haven't been like that since my early 20s and I'm just trying to get back in it. Mainly because when I take my dog for a walk and like I walk up and down my stairs like I'm a little winded and it's actually for my health <laughs> and not my appearance. Wait, are you sure it's not for winter games? No, I don't know. That has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Okay. Anyways, well, hey, speaking of television shows, uh, Ari's promo came out. Yeah, I didn't uh, see it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I would love for anybody that that is a Bachelor fan that has seen the promo, uh, send us an email. I, I, it's still something I can't figure out, right? How is this season going to go down? Is it going to be well-received? Are people going to watch? Are they not going to watch? Uh, I want to I want to read your email just on thoughts of uh, are you tuning in, are you excited for it, or are you not? So uh, watch the promo. Make sure you email us at Ashley. Give them the email. Oh, it's Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. All of you guys like e- like tweet us throughout the week. They're like, what is the email? I'm like, guys, we mo- we say it multiple times throughout the show. Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. I yeah, saw yeah. the promo. You saw the promo. How'd it go? It's just him, like, with roses, like, flying in the background, right? That's usually the first promo. Okay, I'm going to give my honest feedback. Okay. I like it. I like him. He's old. Yeah. There (laughs) you have it. That's very honest. Yeah, I mean, and and so I I watched a a little bit of I think it's the right one. I don't know. I saw it on uh, Twitter one day. Uh, he's he's obviously doing like I remember remember my photo shoot uh, for The Bachelor and you do this like gaze like stare into the camera where you're looking longingly through the camera's lens and it you know it's supposed to bring off this perception of I'm looking for love and that's pretty much the whole promo is he, him just staring through the camera lens it it made my heart flutter a little bit but I, I mean it didn't do it didn't do a lot for me <laughs> okay I just also think we should mention that Amy goes he's old Nick is a full year older than him. <laughs> Wait, Ari just has older vibes. Like Nick looks twenty nine tops. Yeah, Nick. Wait, so wait. Let's let's repeat that. That's a big point here. So Nick is actually older than Ari. Yeah, Nick is currently thirty seven, and Ari is thirty six, and they're almost exactly a year apart. That's insane. Well, we uh, speaking of old, coming up uh, on our second segment in the podcast today, we have a, a very special guest that I want to tease, Bob Guinea, one of the original, the, the GOAT, we call him, the original Bachelors uh, from the original season of The Bachelor, will be on this podcast today. So make sure you tune in for that. But before we get to Bob Guinea, I want to talk about something that's really important to me. That's being on time, being able to tell time, and making sure that nobody – Nobody is ever waiting on me. Ashley, you've consistently been late to this podcast, but we've made the most of it. But the other day <laughs> on our date, 
in Los date? Angeles. On our date. <laughs> it was a group date. There was many of us. Uh, I was late, and you were on time. And yeah. why was that? It was because of my new beautiful movement watch. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's so pretty, and it makes sure that I'm punctual. Movement Watches was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. The watchmaker's goal is to change the way consumers think about fashion by offering them high-quality, minimalist products at revolutionary prices. With over 1 million watches sold to customers around the world, Movement Watches is the world's fastest-growing watch company. This company was started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them, so they started their own watch company. Movement Watches start at just $95.00. And at a department store, you're looking at a watch like this to start at like $400 or $500. Get 15% off your movement watch today and get free shipping and free returns by going to movement. That is MVMT.com slash almost famous. This watch has a really clean design. Seriously, we've been getting, me and Ben have been getting amazing amounts of compliments on these watches ever since we put them on. It is time now to step up your watch game. So go to movementmvmt.com slash almost famous and get 15% off your watch today. You know, there's. I was just sitting here thinking as I was uh, listening to your amazing spot that you just put together there. Nice job, Ashley. And about just the watch industry in general. And I was thinking, you know, is it fading? Is it, is it sticking around? And I thought, what was it like before cell phones? Watches were the only thing available. And then I thought, when Bob Guinea was on (laughs) The Bachelors, watches were the only way to tell time. Bob (laughs) Guinea, uh, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Hello, Bob. Hi. Hi. Bob, we were just talking about when you were on The Bachelorette, there are no cell phones uh, to keep in contact with anybody. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I heard you say something about watches telling time. We used a sundial. When I was <laughs> Man, that brings up – I'm just going to jump into it with you here because I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. You've been um, – I was, I was talking about last week. You've been a great friend to me kind of over the last few months, and, and we're on this crazy group that, that I talk about often on the podcast because – it yeah. just continues to entertain me. Um, I want to jump into something just to kind of get this conversation started, something that we talk about a lot. Your experience on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, okay, if you could compare it to today in terms of social media and just the, the publicity that this show gets, I mean, how would you wrap it up? I mean, it's completely different, isn't it? it well, uh, completely different because there was no social media then. So, yeah, I think the, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting because people were often, often compare it to the fact that, oh, well, you know, like when, when I was on The Bachelor, I think the, the the season had like 20 million viewers a week or something like that, and and it was obviously considered it to be a big hit. Well, now it, it doesn't have as many viewers every week because it doesn't need to. It's got, you know, it, it might have 10 million viewing a week on television and then another 50 million viewing on Instagram and, and you know, on, online and every other way that they can watch television. So it, I always think that's really funny when they try to compare the ratings because it's just not the same thing anymore. It's a total different beast. It is, and, and so just to give some clarity here, you were uh, what number of Bachelor? I was the fourth Bachelor. I was on the first season of The Bachelorette and then the fourth Bachelor. I was the 20th Bachelor, Bob. Damn. Yeah, I know. I know. That's crazy. And you're considered a fossil now, too. See how it feels? <laughs> yeah, man. It, it does. It feels weird. It, I, I, was, I was just thinking about the other day and, and how I am. I'm, I'm almost you know, two and a half years removed from my little yeah. go around. And, and I look back, and, it, and my life has changed a ton from it. But you were also on season one of The Bachelorette, correct? Yes. 
Yep, I was on Trista season, and then after that, they asked me to be the Bachelor. So yeah, it was a that was a an experiment in and of itself too, because I think I think I kind of gave well Trista really gave birth to the whole um, you know be on one season to lead to the next thing. But um, as it went from the guys, I I think I kind of helped start that trend. Uh, the other guys had before me had been Alex Michelle, who was a first bachelor, and then um, Aaron Bergey, who's a, uh, uh, was a second bachelor, and then Andrew Firestone. So Andrew and I always joke that we're like, you know, we're the dinosaurs. So <laughs> we're the ones that are still up, upright and walking, thankfully, but uh, just barely. And two of the best. Like, honestly, uh, two of the best dudes, though, also. I want to say that. Like, you, uh, you thanks, and Andrew um, have been great to me. As You know, I was kind of shell-shocked and, and wide-eyed as I started this whole experience. And uh, and just through the whole thing, I met you at, uh, um, actually, uh, Jaden Tanner's wedding for the first time. Yeah. I met you both. And ever since then, um, you've just been awesome. So I want to throw that in there to make sure everybody listening knows that uh, well, thanks, two of two of the oldest are two of the best. Um, Ashley, what do you think? I mean, if you were on Bob's season, how do you see that going down? Do you think there's a, there was a chance that you guys maybe connect? Bob, I really don't well, know we, you well enough to say that. I was going to say that, that question. Was probably like seven. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was definitely in high school. I was most aware of you because my mom actually loved that you married the girl from All My Children because she loved oh, yeah. her. Yeah. yeah, that was a big deal back in the day. But you just got yeah, remarried. I did, yes, yeah. My and and you know, for the, for the record, my ex and I are still very friendly. So that's actually uh, a nice byproduct of something that you know we we actually met I, in in an in indirect way as part of the Bachelor. I went on the show to make fun of the Bachelor. That's how I met her in the first place. She hosted a show that you know poked fun at the whole franchise, and I love making fun of myself. So I went on, and that's how we met. And then uh, we were together seven years and split up, and then. I kind of vowed to never be married again. I've told this to Ben before. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, you know, I just maybe, I don't know. And then when you meet the right person, you know, it just clicks. And thankfully I did. And we are actually celebrating our one-year anniversary technically in two weeks on November 11th. But hey. a little a little insider scoop was uh, we got married in Mexico. And um, if, you, if you get married in, internationally, if you get married in Mexico, you have to actually have like your blood drawn and a chest plate x-ray and all this kind of stuff when you're, there. So even though November 11th is our anniversary, we actually got married a year ago today. Oh, oh hey, round of applause. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's yeah, we awesome. were, uh, hey, Bob, oh, it's Amy. I want to know. Hey, Hi, I miss you. I want to know. If, um, I, know. I know you got to let us know when you're here, by the way. We'd love to see you. But looking back now, do you think you could have fallen in love on the show? Like, do you think it's possible? The way it is now? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I don't, I mean, I guess anything's possible, you know, I mean, you, you do still see, um, you know, some people come out of there successfully and I think that's great. I think that, um, you know, I'd be really nearsighted if I said there's no way that it could happen, but, um, I feel like for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical at times. And I think that, you know, you have people going on there that are, you know, uh, before they even get to the show, they're already, you know making sure they're putting their Instagram on blast for likes to know it and what they're wearing today. So, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a different, a different thing at this point. I think a lot of people are, are definitely there for what comes next as opposed to, you know, what comes next for them personally and, and possibly uh, professionally yeah. as opposed to what comes next for them in a relationship. And I think that, you know, when we were doing it, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're talking to your grandpa and he's like, I, I walked uphill to school both ways barefoot, you know, 
it's kind of like that kind of a mentality. But when we did it, it wasn't, it hadn't become the, the vehicle that it is now for everyone to kind of capitalize upon. So it was a, it was a, I wouldn't say it was a pure time because there were definitely still people there just looking for 15 minutes and trying to have fun. And, um, and then there were people there that were really looking for relationships. So I think I would have probably been hard pressed. You know, I'm not a, I'm Ben and I have a lot of similar characteristics. Like I'm not the guy who, uh, you know, is going to fight for my chance to talk to somebody. And then I'm also, I'm also a little bit uh, leery of the people that come out there with a game plan ahead of time. So I would, I would have probably gotten killed on the show nowadays. Well, Bob, speaking of professions and after the show, you definitely were a media figure for a while. You were doing a lot of hosting, right? Oh yeah. I got really lucky. I mean, Oprah thought it was funny on the <laughs> bachelorette and, um, and she made me kind of, she kind of put me in the spot to be the next bachelor. She sort of said that, on the air, I shouldn't say she sort of said it, but on the air she said, I want Bob to be the next Bachelor, and that was kind of it. But then, um, the Oprah watched actually... the show back then? I wonder oh, if she yeah. watches the show now. I don't know. I don't know, but she definitely is responsible for me having all the opportunities that I had, and How cool. she became a, you know, a, a wonderful uh, sounding board for me and, and gave me a lot of opportunities like just to do things on her show. You know, I mean, I did her show probably seven, eight, nine, ten times, something like that, where she what? had me hosting on the street, and that was my first reel for hosting was pretty much all Oprah. And How then, cool. um, yeah. And then I just, yeah, you're, you're right. I got a lot of opportunities from it at the time. Um, you know, and, and to this day, I mean, I still do a bunch of stuff, but I don't do as much of the hosting stuff because frankly, the, the TV hosting stuff for me wasn't, um, it was a lot of travel and, you know, driving around in a van with a production crew for 16 weeks. And as much as I loved doing it, it was exhausting. And so now I do a lot of the live event hosting. I still do a ton of that. And, I really enjoy it. One-offs, we'd go to a weekend in Chicago, go to a weekend in Orlando. And, um, I mean, and that was 13 years ago that I was on The Bachelor. So, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I got a lot of, uh, a um, of legroom out of it, which has been nice. So, what do you say your job is now? Um, you know, I think I have a bunch of them. I mean, you know. That's what I, I say. Definitely, yeah, I'm a jack-of-all-trades for sure, but really involved in real estate. And, um, and you know, one of the things I, I never – quit my day job. So even back in the day, I was involved in finance and, and different things of that nature. And I still am today. And, and, um, you know, so, I mean, I have kind of my feet in a bunch of different things, I guess, and my hands in a bunch of different things, but, um, I'd say real estate's big. Uh, I, I still work at, like I said, in the finance and insurance industry and, um, and then, yeah, do a lot of live event hosting and a lot of fun stuff like that. And, the, you know, I also got lucky too, cause I got picked up right away by the guys that were forming this band called Band from TV. And, it was all for charity and it was all for fun. And Amy, we've done a bunch with Amy back in the day as well. And Hugh Laurie and, you know, all these guys that I was fans of asked me to be in this band with them. And we would play all these cool events and then just give all the money to charity. And even though I didn't make a fraction of what they made, it was actually kind of a fun thing to be able to do and, and not have to worry about it, you know, from the standpoint of looking too opportunistic. It was like, yeah, well, we're doing this, but Children's Hospital gets all my money. Right. So I actually and for people that don't, loved it. The, for people that don't know that are just getting to know you listening, Bob yeah. is a great singer. He is yeah. he is Thank an awesome he has an awesome voice and he's really a great performer. And you're very sweet to say that. Thank you. Hey Bob, I got a I got a big question for you. Not to switch gears here. Um you gave me some amazing advice on on like you you mentioned earlier like on relationships and on love and and about kind of pursuing your your match and when you find that person you'll know it. You you've been great for me in that in that way. Um we're getting ready to come up on a new season of The Bachelor with somebody who um you know, has had kind of took a break from the show for a while. What would be your advice for Ari? Or what do you even think about Ari? 
You know, I, I've, I've gotten to know Ari over the years. I actually really like Ari, and I was, it was kind of funny. I think we were talking about it on our, on, our, on our buddy thread when we were like, you know, I don't know who the next guy is, but who should it be, and what do you think? And, and you and I even spoke a little bit about Ari in particular, and I think he's a really nice guy. I think that, you know, he has been around the franchise for a long time, and, um, you know, maybe, I mean, I, I get it that some people are kind of like, you know, who is this dude, you know? But maybe having a little bit more time in between um, his experiences on the show maybe have given him some type of perspective. I don't know. You know, I mean, he, he might actually be at the point where he's ready to make a, make a, a, a move and settle down and have a relationship. But then conversely, you know, and I, I, I know everyone saw it where the girl was basically saying she got broken up with so he could become the new bachelor. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. You know, I don't know what it means for, for any of it, but um, I think it's just, it's such a, you know, it's living your life in such a vacuum when you go on the show. And then, you know, as you guys know, you come off of it and it's kind of like your whole world is still kept going while you were here, you know, handing out flowers or hoping to get a flower, <laughs> whichever side yeah. of the coin you're on. And um, so I think it's kind of interesting. I, I think no one can really know what it's like until they go through it. Like, everyone will have an opinion for sure. But um, until they actually go through it themselves, they won't know what, how they're going to react or what they're going to do. And, and hopefully Ari will, We'll find something. You know, I, I think somebody said the other day, I read it, that they were saying, you know, I don't know if he's on a show with a bunch of 23-year-olds, you know, how he's going to feel about that. And um, Well, I hear and, he likes them young. Yeah, well, that's good to know, I guess. It'll be beautiful. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know him that well. Uh, so, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I, I go into every season, I think, just like every fan of the show does. I'm, like, hopeful and really excited that, you know, it's, it, for me, it's always about, and I, and I hate to say this, but even when Ben was a bachelor and I love Ben, but it was, you know, okay, who are all these people and what are their personalities? And, you know, who's, who's going to be the, the, the one who says, I'm not here to make friends. And who's going to be the one that does this and does right. that. There's become these roles, you know? Hey, Bob, so, yeah. I got I to get to the nitty gritty of your own season. Um, okay. I hear that you were the sluttiest bachelor. I teased this last <laughs> week, and I must, um, you know, I owe it to the almost famous listeners. How many girls did you sleep with during your season? Whoa! You know, hey. I would ask all of our listeners. I've said this for years. You go back and watch that season. And you tell me how many women you see me sleep with. I didn't. See oh any. yeah, of course. So, They're not going to show no you sleeping idea. with more than three. Yeah, I don't know where that story came from. I always thought it was. It was kind of really like a crazy moment when that came out. I was watching a recap show with uh, with Mike Slice. He was on, I think he was doing either 2020 or something, and he looked at the screen, and he's like, that's my man, Bob. And I was like watching it with my mom and my grandma. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. What just happened? I so, don't believe you for a second. Wait, to, to give honest. us a... Give us a blast from the past. Like, who do you stay in touch with from your bachelorette season or your bachelor season? Um, well, when from the Bachelorette season, uh, Amy, Amy, you'll remember this name, but, but you guys might not, Ben and, and Ashley might not, but um, Jamie Blythe. I'm yes, of course. Weekend, actually. Oh, he's so Jamie sweet. Was, he was awesome. He was a professional basketball player, great guy. Oddly enough, I mean, um, Estella and Kelly Joe, who were my final two, I keep in touch with them quite a bit. No way. Um, yeah, a girl named Julie Smith who uh, I actually sent home on the first night because um, I just really, frankly, never got to talk to her. I've become great friends with her over the years because of our affiliation with the Kentucky Derby. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. I've kept in touch with quite a few people from the show. And, um, and then, yeah, as you know, it builds year over year. You get to know more people from different seasons and, 
and stuff like that. So that's pretty yeah, cool. I, now he's on a text thread with about 10 young dudes trying to ask yeah. his advice. And I'm going to ask you advice again. I, I do want to know this. You just said it, and it brought up a, a question of mine. So your friends, uh, you stayed in contact with your final two. How have you yes. gone about doing that? Like what was the process of being friendly with them? Because, you know, for me that just seems – Weird or different, I guess. So how how did that all work out? And, Bob, before well, you answer that, um, sure. pardon my ignorance, but did you get engaged at the end of your season? No, I didn't. Okay. Was um, there pressure to get engaged? Well, I think there's an inherent pressure. You know, you've got – at the time, uh, Harry Winston was the jury designer for the show. Oh. And, you know, um, and that was a lot of pressure <laughs> going down to the Harry Winston uh, store in Beverly Hills and having them film look at rings and stuff that – stressed me out to no end but um and i remember it like it was yesterday which is crazy but yeah there there was definitely pressure i wouldn't say it was necessarily um like overtly spoken of like you have to do this it wasn't anything like that by any means it was but it was definitely one of those things that it was it was expected you know and i just i felt like i you know i was a little cynical and, and kind of looking at the show in a way that i was like man i i like both of these girls but what if i step out of this vacuum i don't really know if i know them and i had this kind of just i was second guessing everything at that point and um and so i didn't propose but i did give a promise ring um to estella and um and she got to keep it and you know we put it on her right hand and everyone thought it was a cop out at the time but thankfully oprah jumped in and she saved me she she you know kind of told everyone hey man i i think that was a good move and i said oh my god thank you oprah i knew she but, was um, doomed the second you gave her that promise ring i'm like she's dead i know well you know what though it was one of those things where, and i really meant this sincerely i was like we'll see what happens when the cameras are off and in my mind i was like this could be an awesome story you know like Six six weeks from now, eight weeks from now, um, two you know, three years from now, who never knows what it is. But wouldn't it be awesome if we got engaged and got married, you know? And but it just wasn't in the cards for us. And 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 so to answer your question, Ben, it wasn't easy at first because quite honestly, they both hated me, and yeah. I was kind of in that spot where it was like, oh damn it, I I couldn't you know win for losing. But then um, but I have then no clue what of, that feels like. Yeah, I'm sure you <laughs> But then it, it kind of came around, you know, slowly but surely. Um, I would say, uh, I don't know how it happened, but several years later, um, Estella and I reconnected and, you know, had coffee and just had a nice conversation. And she's just wonderful. And then Kelly Joe and I kept in touch um, a, again a few years later, somehow randomly got connected through friends about something and talked. And, you know, she's very happily married and, and has kids and, it was it was just it was kind of cool to connect at a different point in your life when it's not still that weird kind of pressure of will we or won't we, you know it was more like you know okay clearly we didn't and now we're moving on as friends and we liked something about each other so let's focus on the stuff we liked about each other and not worry about trying to make it romantic and it was pretty adult I have to say pretty yeah. grown up of us so that's incredible I'd say no, probably that. Okay, I mean that's that's good to know. Yeah, that's that is kind of how that all goes down too, because you do have this crazy cool experience together. You've obviously have yeah. like fond memories with each other, and you have respect for each other. And so I, you know, I think that's incredible that you can still stay close. Um, but it's also, you know, it speaks to who you are as a person too. That you know, the, all well, women and the men are the more to them. Yeah, J.J. Lane <laughs> just continues to call you literally the GOAT, no matter how he refers to you. So I, I oh, he's such true. a funny guy. I love that guy. When I met him at that, you know, so, I mean, you're speaking about it at the wedding. You know, I I had such reservations about going to the Jaden Tanner wedding because, quite honestly, I, I didn't know them, you know, and I was mm -hmm. really concerned. I mean, I knew what I saw on television, and I liked them, and I kind of thought, 
they don't want me at their wedding. You know, I don't feel like it's right that I go. And, um, and I was so glad that I did because I got to meet all of you guys and actually, you know, see that the people I'm watching on TV are just as cool as I thought they would be. And in some cases, like, like with JJ, I got to know him and I was like, Oh my God, this guy's hilarious, you know? And, um, just loved him and, and thought he was just so much fun. And, and so it was, really kind of a, for me, it was awesome to get to meet everybody at that, at that wedding. It's the first time I met so many of you and, and, uh, you know, and love kind of connecting the dots that way. So yeah, I was glad I did it. You know, I wouldn't be talking to you guys today. Probably. If I I'm glad you did too, man. I really am. And thank you so much for calling in today. We, uh, we appreciate it here. We, we think this is, uh, this is just a cool segment that we're going to have where we call back some people that have been around the franchise for a long time, talk to them about life, get the, their advice and hear what you've been up to. And so, Bob, thank you for being the first person to join us on kind of our, our throwback bachelorette bachelor segment. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm very thankful to have been on the show, you guys. Thank you, Amy. I love you. Love it was you, great Bob. to hear your voice. Talk to you soon, and, for uh, sure. Talk to you soon, and Ben, I'm sure we'll be texting Lady Ashley. Great to meet you. Great to meet okay. you. All right. See ya. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for on the show. All right. Bye-bye. You know what's a constant between the old seasons and the new seasons? You know, there isn't a lot, but I would like to know, what is a constant, Ashley? Wine. <laughs> Wine? It is, and that's why I want to tell you about Wink, the world's first and only personalized wine club. That's Wink, W-I-N-C. No matter which bachelor season, no matter what bachelorette season, wine is always involved. I cannot think of a moment that would not be made better, Ashley, <laughs> without a glass of wine. It enhances the moment whether you're reflecting on the day or with someone you love. No more going to the store and blindly buying bottles just based on the label. Wink will give you bottles that are just as impressive looking that you're guaranteed to like or your money back. Wink gives you access to exceptional wines from around the world. They even quiz you on your wine preferences. I've used Wink. I have. I love Wink. I actually got Wink uh, as a gift for my mom for her birthday because I believe in what they're doing. It's amazing. You get on the website or you get on the app. You type out what you like for your wine preference. They ask you, you know, do you like pepper? Do you like citrus? Do you like something smoky? Do you not? And they send you wine to your door. Here's the deal. Wink will even introduce you to new, rare, and custom wines that are not available anywhere else and tell you the story behind each one. Skip any month, cancel any time, and they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you never pay for a bottle you don't like. Wink, W-I-N-C, is offering listeners $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com backslash almost famous. They even cover the cost of shipping. It's worth it. It, it actually is really Really great. This was my gift to my mom. She loves it. She's excited every time she gets a new bottle in the mail. She calls me. Um, it's funny, Ashley. I just want to tell you before I close out, we were in Chicago for the Cubs game uh, five uh, a week and a half ago to see them get whooped on by the Dodgers. And Your mom really my... needed the wink wine afterward? No, no. I wish that was the case. She literally left early the next day. We were going to go out to breakfast and everything. They left early because wink was arriving to our house, and she needed to be there to sign off. That's how excited she gets. So, <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink comes before children. Um, <laughs> hey, how great is Bob? Honestly. He's very great. He's a doll and has been for 
the hundred years since twelve he was years. On the show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I and I mean it. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. It, there's this world is so odd, and and it, you do get thrown into something that you have no clue how to navigate, and you have no clue what to expect. And and for me, I was very nervous and very anxious to the whole thing. And you know, meeting people like Bob and people like you, Ashley, and people like Amy, and and these people on the thread. You know, the the, the people the people that have been there before me. Um, has really helped me navigate this. And so Bob has been a huge piece of that. I appreciate Bob, and, and it's awesome he comes on the podcast. I think we should have him back uh, more often. Yeah, no, we got to get him in studio. He's great. Maybe we can do some music with him, too. Well, Bob is great. And uh, to switch gears a little bit, we want to talk about some recent news uh, that has just affected uh, Bachelor Nation. This is a Bachelor uh, podcast, and, and so if we didn't talk about it, we wouldn't be doing our jobs. Um, but in order to do that, uh, we brought in an educated guest who, who knows the situation and can just fill us in. Uh, on the line right now, we have Jackie from The Hollywood Reporter. Jackie, how you doing? Hi, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing great. Jackie, We uh, this worked last time. You're, you're very good to us uh, through the Corinne and DeMario situation. Um, when when heavy news kind of hits Bachelor Nation, we want to report on it, but we also don't want to just add our own personal opinions. We want to get the facts. And so, Jackie, you, you know more than we do. Can you fill us in on what's going on? Yeah, so I don't know what you guys have been chatting about before I joined, um, but not there this. Was. We haven't we haven't talked about anything yet. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, a former producer um, in the Bachelor franchise is suing Warner Brothers, which is the company that produces the show, um, along with five show producers, claiming that she was sexually harassed while she was working on the show, and then terminated for complaining about the hostile environment. Um, so I read the lawsuit. It was filed on Monday in Los Angeles, and it is a 24-page complaint. Um, and in there, she's alleging sexual harassment, hostile work environment, sex discrimination, retaliation, failure to prevent harassment, and intentional affliction of distress and wrongful termination, to give you an introduction. Well, so, I mean, what exactly does this mean? And like, how, I mean, I don't understand these pro this process at all. So these, this is what she's claiming happened. She's filed the report. What are the next steps? Yeah, so, I mean, these types, I mean, wrongful termination lawsuits are pretty common. Um, but anything involving sexual harassment in this current climate is definitely going to get more attention, especially from the public. Um, that doesn't mean that if this went to court, the decision would be any different, but I think that there's so much going on right now with things coming to light in terms of Hollywood, especially with harassment allegations, that this is definitely anything that's filed along these lines is definitely going to, you're going to see it in the news. That's kind of my big question. So, uh, because I don't know a lot about this situation, uh, you know, but obviously the, 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 Harvey Weinstein and those kind of cases are coming up, and we're hearing about it a lot, and, and people are starting to speak out and kind of take a stand against sexual harassment. Um, just in general, why now? Like, what do you think sparked this? You know, all, I mean, all, all this stuff seems to be coming out now. What was kind of the catalyst to make this such a – not just a very prevalent issue in, in today's society? Well, so I didn't speak to the producer um, who filed this. Her name is Becky Steenhoek. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name right. Um, she did give an interview to the L.A. Times um, where she spoke about 
the the complaint details some of the things that were said and things that she's alleging, and she claims that the producers were trying to embarrass her because of her conservative views. Um, so I don't I don't know if Harvey Weinstein spurred her to come forward at this moment in time. I mean he, the story with him has certainly opened the floodgates of Hollywood since he was first, since the first report about Weinstein came out early in October. Obviously, the tally to women is now north of 60 um, and seems to be growing, and there have been a lot of other powerful figures in Hollywood who have also had claims leveled against them, and people are taking action. Um, So it does seem to be spurring women and even men to come forward and tell stories about being harassed. But I don't know if that's what spurred her. I can't speak to that because I didn't speak directly to her. But it is kind of what we're seeing in Hollywood at the moment where people are empowered to speak up. It it becomes challenging in that um, there's so much gray area here. So it's really hard to sort of know what's right, what's wrong, what one person's comfortable with, somebody else isn't. So it's, it's really hard to sort of have opinions on this. Yeah, and I mean, Warner Brothers released the statement pretty quickly, and they said that they investigated earlier this year, um, I assume when they found out about the allegations, and they said that what they found didn't match what was claimed in the lawsuit, um, and they actually used the word disappointed, so they were disappointed that the lawsuit was filed. So it does, from that statement, it sounds like they did investigate it, and they were aware of these claims, um, and that they were brought to them earlier this year. So... It really, next, it comes down to how Warner Brothers is going to respond. Um, They could file a motion to dismiss. This could be negotiated outside the courtroom. Um, And if she, you know, if she's speaking out, she could also continue to speak out and tell her story. So there's a few ways that this could go from here. We're just, I mean, I think we said it, like, in, in all of this, we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Like, this has still has to still play out. Um, we don't know how it will, but whatever the case, the the claims have been made. The article came out on, in the um, L.A. Times. Do you plan on speaking to Becky, the producer? Uh, I'm Not at the moment. We don't have a request in to speak with her. We're just monitoring um, how this is happening, what's going on, and what the next steps are going to be. It seems like she has said everything at this point that she could say. And I think once, if there's a next step taken, we would probably reach out and get more of the story. Perfect. Well, Hey, Jackie, thank you again for coming on the almost famous podcast. You've been great to us. And, um, you know, again, we just, we want to hear kind of the updates and the facts, um, and kind of put our, uh, just kind of fill in all the listeners on what's going on. So thank you for doing that. And we hope to have you back here soon to kind of catch us back up on everything happening. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Thanks. All right. Moving from the serious to the fun, we're going into segment emails. Yay! Okay. Um, now I have to go through and see which ones I think are the most important. I think this is very interesting. Okay. Um, Hi, guys. From Rachel. Six years ago, my college boyfriend and I broke up to go to different law schools. We've been having serious relationships since and grown as individuals during our time apart. Now we're rekindling our relationship at a time in life where settling down actually makes sense. He's all in, but I'm still hesitant. 
My question relates to something that Amy brought up last week regarding this issue of timing. Can people really break up and get back together without it being a complete and total train wreck? Um, I, like was said last week, I was like, I think timing's usually an excuse, but in this case, I think it's kind of romantic. <laughs> I think, like, you guys weren't in the right place of your life or your careers um, or even just, like, um, personal growth to, like, settle down. But now that you've gotten to know yourself better and you're both at, like, this place in life career-wise that you feel like it's ready to settle, you're ready to settle down, I think there's this a, is actually, this could be really awesome. There's I a think, whole new trend in this. I think it's awesome. Um, I feel like you had that spark and that chemistry initially, but now you're in a place where, like, you can really explore it. Supposedly because of, like, Facebook, Instagram, all these things, um, people are marrying other people, getting divorced, and then reconnecting with their high school or college mm. boy- boyfriends or friends and then dating again. What do you think, Ben? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I think I, I don't I forget who I was talking to about this, but I, I recently was just talking to somebody and I said, there's, there's a lot of my friends are married and they're in serious relationships and very, and they all have very healthy, good, thriving marriages and relationships. And very few of them have stayed together throughout the whole dating process. Most of them had broken up at least maybe for a week or two weeks or sometimes longer and then got back together because I think you get real, really nervous and you start to question, oh, is this the right thing or not? But then when you break up, you separate and you realize, wait, that really was the right person. That really was the right scenario. So I, I agree with you, Ashley. I think it's romantic. I think it's somewhat intelligent because now yeah. in today's world, we're always looking you know, for what's next and what's better. You've tried out what's next and what's better, and you've realized that what you had before was the best thing. Um, and so I think you might be actually a little more confident in the relation, too, if you gave it that time to step away. Um, I was watching Demi Lovato's documentary this weekend. Of course and, you were. Yeah. And she talks about, um, you know, her relationship with Wilmer Valderrama and how she was with him from the age of 18 to 24. So it wasn't like they lost their spark or anything, but she said, like, as somebody who's really never seriously been with somebody else, I feel like I need to take a few years off and, like, get to know myself better. But she doesn't rule out rekindling it in the future. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. And so you you've gotten to know somebody, you separate, you get back together. I think your relationship could be healthier for it, and you've had chance to miss each other, which is such an important little characteristic in relationships is feeling what life is like without them by your side at all times. Um, so hey, Rachel, trust it. It's a good thing. Let the guy back in. He wants you. He needs you. <laughs> On to the next. Daniela asks, my question for you both is how do you deal with being in a house of gorgeous women for Ashley and very handsome men for Ben and not compare yourself? Or do you let your um, insecurities psych you out of putting yourself out there? I can't help but notice that all the women on the show are stunning and yet thin while all the men are buff and fit. And yes, that includes you, Ben. Is Bachelor Nation not ready for a plus size bachelorette or its cast members? Will the dad bod bachelor ever receive the same sort of love? Well, we just talked to Bob, so he has a lot of love. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ben, I mean, I think Bob was the um, the dad bod bachelor, and he was an early on bachelor. So I think they're open to that. I would have to say that they're probably more open to a dad bod bachelor than they would be to a, a cushier bachelorette, though. Um, you think that, Ben? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know. I don't, I, I would think they'd be ready for anything. I mean, as long as that person's looking to find somebody, and I think in today's world, the 
the franchise is looking for healthy relationships so badly that they they don't I mean they're just wanting to find people ready to find love um, I don't I guess I don't know I, I would have to talk to the casting department about if they're ready for a plus size or not but you know I mean I think for me the the big part of that question is comparing yourself to everybody right if you're plus size if you have the dad bod if you're not as ripped as everybody you know how do you go about not comparing yourself and I don't I just don't think that's true I compared myself the whole time it messes with you I have to stand next to the Sean Booth of the world and and look at you know him doing push-ups with his veins popping out of <laughs> and and it's tough it is and and I just think it's such a you know, we talk about it all the time, and it's such a hard kind of world for, for people to grow up in and, and until they're really confident with each other in themselves. In today's world, you're going to constantly compare yourself, and, and the true satisfaction comes from knowing who you are as a person, person feeling good about who you are, and, and also taking steps in your life to make sure you feel good about yourself, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's a healthy thing to do is, is to try to take one step at a time, and we're going to talk about one way to, to take a, a good step and clean your skin uh, with our next sponsor, and you'd feel better <laughs> about yourself. But, no, you're going to constantly compare. Don't think that you're abnormal for that. But the, the truth is you have to continue to work to feel good about who you are as a person. Well, I should mention there was a plus-size model on my season Um Chris actually eliminated her with night one, but that had nothing to do with her size and more of the fact that she was pretty darn drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I don't remember that, but I, I, I'm excited for the day that The Bachelorette is represented from all people of all shapes and sizes, all colors. You know, I think that's great. Uh, it's, it makes, you know, it's fun. It's, it's good to hear people's stories and hear where they come from and who, hear who they are as people. I mean, I think that's why you fall in love with the Christinas of the world from um, Nick's season is because her story was so powerful, and she, you could tell she had so much depth to her. And that's what we want when we watch The Bachelorette and Bachelor is people of depth, people, people that intrigue us and interest us, and not just people that are all the same. Uh, and I think we're taking steps to get there. I, I mean, I, I hope that the franchise is taking steps to get there. I mean, we had our first ba black Bachelorette, so I would assume plus size is the it's next right around step. the corner. That's right. That's um, right. But, hey, Ashley, will you tell all of our listeners about one way to take a step to feel better about themselves? Yeah. They can order BioClarity. BioClarity is a three-step system that is delivered to your door. It's easy to use twice daily, and it's natural. It doesn't have any harsh chemicals. BioClarity is suitable for all skin types. It's dermatologist developed, tested, and recommended. It is 100% vegan and cruelty-free and gluten-free and paraben-free. It's that three-step system like I just mentioned. First, you're going to cleanse with a rich foaming facial cleanser that gently removes dirt, oil, and environmental pollutants. Then you're going to treat, and this stuff is going to penetrate your pores and attack the bacteria that causes acne, and it's going to clear up your skin. Then you're going to use the Restore Gel that leaves your skin feeling smooth and refreshed. Ben and I got a tweet yesterday from one of our listeners. So cool. She goes, oh, no, it was an Instagram. And she goes, I look so good in my Halloween costume because my skin is perfect because Ben and Ashley told me about BioClarity and it's been working for me so well. Um, so great to hear success stories. If you want to be one of those, our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code, which is almost famous. And there's new packaging, so don't think that you got a different product. It is the same BioClarity, but it just looks prettier on the outside. So head over to BioClarity.com and enter our code almost famous. That's right. Hey, Ashley, that is the podcast for today. Great job. 
So, great job. You great job. Great job to you, Ashley. Hey, <laughs> thank you to our guest, Bob Guinea. Next week, this is exciting. I know you're a huge fan, Ashley. Next week, we have former Bachelorette Jillian Harris on the podcast. Can I be honest? I don't know much about Jillian Harris. That oh, was who'd before you say my last time. That you as loved? Well. Um, I love Emily. Can we have Emily on? I think we should definitely be having Emily on. You could have faked it for me, Ashley. You could have made me sound smart and be like, oh, yeah, Ben, I love Jillian. She's the best. I mean, I think I would get along well with Jillian. I did run into her at the bathroom at Jane Tanner's wedding, and she was so, so nice. Well, hey, that's a start. And that's what we'll build off of when we talk to Jillian next week on the podcast. Um, Listeners, please keep in touch with us. Send us your emails, your thoughts, your concerns, um, pictures of your dogs, whatever you want. I love that. Email us at benandashley at iheartmedia.com. Hey, everybody, I've been Ben. And I've been Taylor Swift. (laughs) Bye. So weird. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.